Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, May 26th. We have just completed the observance and celebration of Passover and the seven days of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. But did you know that Passover is not really over until we get to Shavuot? There is the counting of the Omer, a 50-day count that takes you up to the next biblical feast, which is Shavuot or Pentecost. The Omer is counted each evening after sundown. This year, Shavuot begins at sunset on Saturday, June 4th, and ends at sunset on Monday, June 6th. We are to stand when counting the Omer, and we begin by reciting the following blessing. Baruch atah Adonai Eloheinu melech haolam asher kitshanu mitzvotav zivanu al safirat haomer. Blessed are you, Adonai our God, King of the universe, who has sanctified us with your commandments and commanded us to count the Omer. After the blessing, we recite the appropriate day of the count. For example, Hayom Yom Echad La Omer. Today is the 39th day of the counting of the Omer. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Bekukotoi, and it means, In My Statutes. Leviticus 27, 1-10 Hashem spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to B'nai Israel and say to them, When anyone explicitly vows to Hashem the equivalent for a human being, the following scale shall apply. If it is a male from 20 to 60 years of age, the equivalent is 50 shekels of silver by the sanctuary weight. If it is a female, the equivalent is 30 shekels. If the age is from 5 years to 20 years, the equivalent is 20 shekels for a male and 10 shekels for a female. If the age is from one month to five years, the equivalent for a male is five shekels of silver, and the equivalent for a female is three shekels of silver. If the age is sixty years or over, the equivalent is fifteen shekels in the case of a male and ten shekels for a female. But if one cannot afford the equivalent, he shall be presented before the Kohen, and the Kohen shall assess him. The Kohen shall assess him according to what the vower can afford. If the vow concerns any animal that may be bought, brought as an offering to Hashem, any such that may be given to Hashem shall be holy. One may not exchange or substitute another for it, either good or bad, or bad for good. If one does substitute one animal for another, the thing vowed and its substitute shall both be holy. Second Samuel 9, 1-11 27. 
David inquired, Is there anyone still left of the house of Saul with whom I can keep faith for the sake of Jonathan? There was a servant of the house of Saul named Ziba, and they summoned him to David. Are you Ziba? the king asked him. Yes, sir, he replied. The king continued, Is there anyone at all left of the house of Saul with whom I can keep faith as pledged before Hashem? Ziba answered the king, Yes, there is still a son of Jonathan whose feet are crippled. Where is he? the king asked, and Ziba said to the king, He is in the house of Maker, son of Amiel, in Lodabar. King David had him brought from the house of Maker, son of Amiel, at Lodabar. And when Mephibosheth, son of Jonathan, son of Saul, came to David, he flung himself on his face and prostrated himself. David said, Mephibosheth, and he replied, At your service, sir. Daniel said to him, Don't be afraid, for I will keep faith with you for the sake of your father Jonathan. I will give you back all the land of your grandfather Saul. Moreover, you shall always eat at my table. Mephibosheth prostrated himself again and said, What is your servant that you should show regard for a dead dog like me? The king summoned Ziba, Saul's steward, and said to him, I give to your master's grandson everything that belonged to Saul and to his entire family. You and your sons and your slaves shall farm the land for him and bring him its yield to provide food for your master's grandson to live on. But Mephibosheth, your master's grandson, shall always eat at my table. Ziba had fifteen sons and twenty slaves. Ziba said to the king, Your servant will do just as my lord the king has commanded him. Mephibosheth shall eat at my table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a son named Micah, and all the members of Ziba's household worked for Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth lived in Jerusalem, for he ate regularly at the king's table. He was lame in both feet. Sometime afterward, the king of Ammon died, and his son Hanan succeeded him as king. David said, I will keep faith with Hanan, son of Nahash, just as his father kept faith with me. He sent his courtiers with a message of condolence to him over his father. But when David's courtiers came to the land of Ammon, the Ammonite officials said to their lord Hanan, Do you think David is really honoring your father just because he sent you men with condolences? Why, David has sent his courtiers to you to explore and spy out the city and to overthrow it. So Hanan seized David's courtiers, clipped off one side of their beards, and cut away half of their garments at the buttocks and sent them off. When David was told of it, he dispatched men to meet them, for the men were greatly embarrassed. And the king gave orders, Stop in Jericho until your beards grow back, then you can return. The Ammonites realized that they had incurred the wrath of David, so the Ammonites sent agents and hired Arameans of Bethrehob and Arameans of Zobah, 20,000 foot soldiers, the king of Mekah, with 1,000 men and 12,000 men from Tob. On learning this, David sent out Joab and the whole army, the professional fighters. The Ammonites marched out and took up their battle position at the entrance of the gate, while the Arameans of Zobah and Rehob and the men of Tob and Mekah took their stand separately in the open. Joab saw that there was a battle line against him, both front and rear, so he made a selection from all the picked men of Israel and arrayed them against the Arameans. And the rest of the troops he put under the command of his brother Abishai and arrayed them against the Ammonites. Joab said, If the Arameans prove too strong for me, you come to my aid. And if the Ammonites prove too strong for you, I will come to your aid. 
Let us be strong and resolute for the sake of our people and the land of our God, and Hashem will do what he deems right. Joab and the troops with him marched into battle against the Arameans who fled before him. And when the Ammonites saw that the Arameans had fled, they fled before Abishai and withdrew into the city. So Joab broke off the attack against the Ammonites and went to Jerusalem. When the Arameans saw that they had been routed by Israel, they regrouped their forces. Hadadezer sent for and brought out the Arameans from across the Euphrates. They came to Helam, led by Shobach, Hadadezer's army commander. David was informed of it. He assembled all Israel across the Jordan and came to Helam. The Arameans drew up their forces against David and attacked him. But the Arameans were put to flight by Israel. David killed 700 Aramean charioteers and 40,000 horsemen. He also struck down Shobach, Hadadezer's army commander who died there. And when all the vassal kings of Hadadezer saw that they had been routed by Israel, they submitted to Israel and became their vassals. And the Arameans were afraid to help the Ammonites any more. At the turn of the year, the season when kings go out to battle, David sent Joab with his officers and all Israel with him, and they devastated Ammon and besieged Rabbah. David remained in Jerusalem. Late one afternoon, David rose from his couch and strolled on the roof of the royal palace, and from the roof he saw a woman bathing. The woman was very beautiful, and the king sent someone to make inquiries about the woman. He reported she is Bathsheba, daughter of Eliam and wife of Uriah the Hittite. David sent messengers to fetch her. She came to him and he lay with her. She had just purified herself after her period and she went back home. The woman conceived and she sent word to David, I am pregnant. Thereupon David sent a message to Joab, Send Uriah the Hittite to me. And Joab sent Uriah to David. When Uriah came to him, David asked him how Joab and the troops were faring and how the war was going. Then David said to Uriah, Go down to your house and bathe your feet. When Uriah left the royal palace, a present from the king followed him. But Uriah slept at the entrance of the royal palace along with the other officers of his lord and did not go down to his house. When David was told that Uriah had not gone down to his house, he said to Uriah, You just came from a journey. Why didn't you go down to your house? Uriah answered David, The ark and Israel and Yehuda are located at Sukkot, and my master Joab and your majesty's men are camped in the open. How can I go home and eat and drink and sleep with my wife? As you live by your very life, I will not do this. David said to Uriah, Stay here today also, and tomorrow I will send you off. So Uriah remained in Jerusalem that day. The next day David summoned him, and he ate and drank with him until he got him drunk. But in the evening Uriah went out to sleep in the same place with his lord's officers. He did not go down to his home. In the morning David wrote a letter to Joab, which he sent with Uriah. He wrote in the letter as follows, Place Uriah in the front line where the fighting is fiercest then fall back so that he may be killed. So when Joab was besieging the city, he stationed Uriah at the point where he knew that there were able warriors. The men of the city sallied out and attacked Joab, and some of David's officers among the troops fell. Uriah the Hittite was among those who died. Joab sent a full report of the battle to David. He instructed the messenger as follows, 
When you finish reporting to the king all about the battle, the king may get angry and say to you, Why did you come so close to the city to attack it? Didn't you know that they would shoot from the wall? Who struck down Abimelech, son of Jerobathship? Was it not a woman who dropped an upper millstone on him from the wall at Thebes from which he died? Why did you come so close to the wall? Then say, Your servant Uriah the Hittite was among those killed. The messenger set out. He came and told David all that Joab had sent him to say. The messenger said to David, First the men prevailed against us and sallied out against us in the open. Then we drove them back up to the entrance to the gate. But the archers shot at your men from the wall, and some of your majesty's men fell. Your servant Uriah the Hittite also fell. Whereupon David said to the messenger, Give Joab this message. Do not be distressed about the matter. The sword always takes its toll. Press your attack on the city and destroy it. Encourage him. When Uriah's wife heard that her husband Uriah was dead, she lamented over her husband. After the period of mourning was over, David sent and had her brought into his palace, and she became his wife, and she bore him a son. John 15, 1-27 I, Yeshua, am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit he purges, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can you, except you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abides in me, and I in him, the same brings forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abides not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done to you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Continue in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things have I spoken to you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knows not what his Lord does. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known to you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, and ordained you, that you should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that you love one another. If the world hate you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, The servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. 
But all these things will they do to you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. He that hates me hates my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this comes to pass, that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. They hated me without a cause. But when the Comforter is come, whom I will send to you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceeds from the Father, he shall testify of me. And you shall also bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. Psalm 119, 49-64 Remember the word unto your Lord's servant, upon which you have caused me to hope. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has quickened me. The proud have had me greatly in derision, yet have I not declined from your Torah. I remembered your judgments of old, O Lord, and have comforted myself. Horror has taken hold upon me because of the wicked that forsake your Torah. Your statutes have been my songs in the house of my pilgrimage. I have remembered your name, O Lord, in the night, and have kept your Torah. This I had because I kept your precepts. You are my portion, O Lord. I have said that I would keep your words. I entreated your favor with my whole heart. Be merciful to me according to your word. I thought on my ways and turned my feet unto your testimonies. I made haste and delayed not to keep your commandments. The bands of the wicked have robbed me, but I have not forgotten your Torah. At midnight I will rise to give thanks unto you because of your righteous judgments. I am a companion of all them that fear you, and of them that keep your precepts. The earth, O Lord, is full of your mercy. Teach me your statutes. Proverbs 16, 1-3 The preparations of the heart in man and the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. All the ways of a man are clean in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the spirits. Commit your works unto the Lord, and your thoughts shall be established. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, 10,000 Reasons, sung by Matt Redman.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs> 